Welcome to the Brand Design Masters podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build the skills you need to design bulletproof brands for yourself, your business, and for the clients and customers you serve. And now, here's Philip. Hey everybody, welcome back. Let's talk about productivity. In fact, I'm going to share with you 10 time management and productivity tips for 2022. And if it's not 2022, I guarantee you that a lot of these things are still valid. Okay. Now, a lot of videos on YouTube deal with productivity and time management, focusing on apps. Apps like Notion and Trello and Mondays.com. The SaaS products are endless, and I bet that you've used a bunch of them. The problem is, is that apps don't make you more productive. Habits do that. But sure, yes, there are aspects of this that are going to talk about certain software-aided processes and approaches, mostly through Google Calendar. But it's not about some software product that's going to somehow magically solve all of your problems for you, because I've tried a ton of them, and I guarantee you, they won't. What will make time management and productivity better for you are practices. And they do take a little practice. But if you practice the next 10 things that I'm going to talk about, magical things are going to happen for your time management and your productivity. Okay, now number one. I'm going to start with a little tough love here. Number one is get up early. If you think you're going to have a productive day by getting up at 9.30 or 10 o'clock in the morning, you are absolutely kidding yourselves. In fact, some of the most successful people and the most successful CEOs get up really early. I used to work at PepsiCo and the CEO of PepsiCo, Indra Nui, wakes up at 4 a.m. and is at work no later than 7 a.m. Gary Vaynerchuk, or Gary V as may know him, The CEO of VaynerMedia wakes up at 6 a.m. and gets his day started by checking his phone, checking on the news, and exercising. And if you find it hard to get up early, here's a killer productivity hack for you. Getting up at different times every morning really confuses your body's circadian rhythms. So getting up at exactly the same time every day, even on weekends, yeah, I'm sorry, but even on weekends, your body will begin to set an internal clock. And in about two to three weeks, I guarantee you, you won't even need an alarm clock anymore. Plus, after you wake up, you're going to be alert and ready to go faster. Number two is self-care first. Take care of yourself first. If you meditate, you do yoga, you exercise, do it the first thing in the morning. Starbucks executive Howard Schultz gets up at 4.30 and exercises, walks his dog, and then he makes his coffee to get the day going. Jack Dorsey, who's the ex-CEO of Twitter, wakes up at 5 a.m. to meditate and then exercise, make some coffee, and then only then starts his workday. The CEO of LinkedIn, Jeff Weiner, wakes up at 5.30 a.m., exercises, meditates, checks email, reads the news, then eats breakfast all before 9 a.m. There are multiple benefits to doing this. You'll think more clearly during the day. You'll feel less stressed due to the endorphins that are getting released during exercise in the morning. And you'll feel really good about yourself for practicing self-care. If your day goes sideways, and sometimes they do, let's face it, you don't have to worry about doing it later when you're tired or when you have less time. Number three is a great one. Email three times a day. This is a hack I started using for myself in just the last couple of years, and it has been absolutely transformative. Being in business, being on totally on top of email is a necessity, but can also be a real trap. Checking your email 10 or 20 times a day is the biggest time suck there is. Emails can pull you in a million different directions. They can throw you curveballs of things that distract you or put you off your schedule. So my answer is simple. Look at email less. 
I look at email three times a day. First, I look at it right when I wake up and I bang through all my junk email and throw all that stuff in the trash. Then I do it right before lunch, midday, and then just before quitting time. I'm clear with my clients and my business partners that this is the process that I do so I can be more productive. So after a while, no one expects you to get back to them in five minutes, which is awesome. And it trains you to be more focused. And it also trains others to realize that you aren't a puppet on a string. The added benefit is that people tend to respect you more for having the discipline to work that way. And you come off as being more professional. Number four is calendarize everything. If you don't run your business life by a calendar, you have to start today. I say, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't get done. I personally use Google Calendar and I have it open in a tab on my browser literally 24-7. I live by it. Google Calendar has meeting scheduling. It has repeat meeting functionality, which is great. It has task and to-do scheduling, which you can also put on repeating schedules. It has multiple calendar capabilities, so you can actually keep multiple calendars that overlap with each other. I suggest scheduling everything from waking up to exercising office travel time, real events and meetings, what I like to call fake events or working time, dedicated working time. I also put my to-do list on there, my tasks, even lunch and breaks. But one of the added benefits of adding everything to Google Calendar is that it acts as a record of your business. It acts as a record of how you spent your time and tracks your accomplishments, which is awesome. Number five is plan for the unexpected. It'd be really great to think that scheduling your day to the nines very tightly would make everything run smoothly all day, but we all know that doesn't happen. Certain tasks take longer than expected. You get an unexpected phone call or meeting that you have to take. Any number of things can sidetrack the best planned day. So here's the power tip. Schedule buffer time. This allows for the unexpected. And if that buffer time doesn't get used, you use it as an extra break to get some water, to take a walk, to just close your eyes and meditate for five minutes. Just think. All of this will make you even more productive when you do get back to work. And I'll talk a little bit more about this in number seven. Now, this is a good time to mention if you need help with time management and productivity or your creative professional career, reach out to me at philipvandusen.com and let's up your time management game. Okay, now back to the list. Number six, I like to call the one big thing. If there's one thing I took away from Tim Ferriss's awesome book, The 4-Hour Workweek, it's this. The first thing every day, spend a solid hour working on the one big thing. That's the one thing that if you made just some progress moving this rock forward that day and nothing else got accomplished that day, you'd still feel like the day was a bit of a success. Before you open email, before you do anything, you work for an hour on the one big thing. Personally, I never get as much done in a day as I'd like. I tend to be overly optimistic about my productivity sometimes, so practicing the one big thing method has been a game changer for me in ensuring that I get a sense of accomplishment out of every single day. Number 17 is 5217. I know, weird, right? Parkinson's Law, you might have heard of it, states, your work will expand to the time you have to do it. So the whole idea is you have to compartmentalize your day into certain periods of time. And if you are setting your task to do in an hour, you will get it done in an hour. If you take that same task and you give yourself three hours to do it, it'll take three hours to do it. For creative professionals, this happens a lot because 
If you're working on a design and give yourself three hours to do that logo or whatever, you will tweak and noodle and play and move things around for three hours. But if you tell yourself, I got to get this logo done in an hour, that logo is going to get done in an hour. In 2014, the Dodgem Group did a study showing that the most productive work pattern is to work in a focused way for 52 minutes and then take a 17-minute break. Multiple other studies have shown similar results of the benefits of staggering focused work of under an hour with frequent breaks. When you do this, and yes, I know it's counterintuitive, you actually get more done than if you were to work straight through. Now, I have to be honest, doing this 52-17 rule is kind of hard to make yourself do, but setting a repeating alarm on your phone really helps. You can also get desktop apps that will actually dim your screen after a certain period of time interval to kind of get you to remember to do this. But why does this work? Well, the downtime is a way of resetting your brain. Your brain actually functions more efficiently when it has intermittent periods of work and rest. It's very much like when you sleep and your brain goes into REM sleep and it processes all of your experiences of the day and then decides which of them to write in stone and record in long-term memory and which ones to just jettison and forget. It's kind of like your brain doing a defragmenting exercise of your mental hard drive. And that's what doing these periods of focused work and rest in intermittent cycles really does. Number eight is no multitasking. Another big lie of the last 20 years is the idea or even the concept of multitasking. The fact is the human brain cannot multitask. Yes, we think we can, we've been told we can, but studies have shown that essentially we don't, we can't. And when we do try to, we do both things that we're trying to do even worse than if we only worked on one of them and then the other after that in a sequence. Have you ever been at a table in a restaurant and you're having a conversation across the table with you and there are two other conversations going on on either side of you that you're not involved in? In that kind of situation, your brain kind of freaks out because not only can you not follow the two other conversations on either side of you, but then you also can't really participate effectively in the conversation that you're having. That, in a nutshell, is how multitasking doesn't work, which leads us to number nine, Deep work. Deep work is exactly what it sounds like. The most efficient, effective, and productive sort of work is when you totally focus on one activity for a period of time. And I recommend 52 minutes. Turn off desktop notifications. Mute your phone. Close your door. Close all those browser windows, except for your calendar, obviously. And if you're in an office environment, put on headphones. Listen to ambient music or instrumental music. Now, if you get distracted by something, don't beat yourself up about it. It happens to all of us. But then just refocus yourself, recenter, and come back to the work. It's a lot like meditating. You can't turn off your mind's thinking when you meditate, but you can get better at recognizing when that's happening and that you started thinking or started worrying about something again. And then what you do is just be kind to yourself, recognize what's happening, and pull yourself back into the work and refocus. Number 10 is time protecting. Now, don't confuse this with time blocking. Time blocking is creating events and tasks on your calendar, but that's different from time protecting. Recently, I started blocking Fridays as the day I work exclusively on my personal brand, content, courses, strategic thinking, and consuming creative inspiration. I block Fridays on my calendar with a meeting event that shows me as busy, and I don't take any meetings on that day. 
I protect that time fiercely. I treat it like it's a doctor's appointment that I made a month ago or a vacation. I found out that having protected time helps me have focused time for building my business without interruption or distraction. So I suggest that even if you can't do an entire day, that you carve out some sort of protected time in your day or zones in your calendar and use them for whatever you are passionate about, whatever feeds your energy and whatever keeps you inspired and positive about your business and about the work that you do. So that's it, 10 time management tips for 2022. If you need help with your professional creative career, reach out to me at Philip Van Dusen because I do creative professional coaching. Just go to philipvandusen.com slash one-on-one. Let's work together to get you focused and inspired and creative and productive so you can have the career and the business that you really want and you really love. And with that, bye for now. If you'd like to help support the Brand Design Masters podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you want to stay up to date on all our content, products, courses, and live video shows, head over to philipvandusen.com slash muse and sign up for the Brand Muse newsletter. That's where we share all the latest news, resources, articles, books, and videos that we recommend to help you build and improve your creative practice, personal brand, and business. That's philipvandusen.com slash muse, M-U-S-E. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.